Welcome or welcome back to Ink Spill, a podcast where hosts Abby Rubish and Evany Rye take turns inviting community staff to spill the tea on all things NCHS. Each year, the Illinois State Board of Education recognizes educators who have made significant contributions to our state schools. Of the 15 teachers honored this year, Mr. Ricky King, community's ESL teacher, was awarded the 2023 Bilingual Teacher of the Year Award. But what is the ESL department? I'm Avani Rye, and today I'm here with Mr. King to shed some light on his role at our school. How's it going, Mr. King? Oh, it's going. Not too bad. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for joining us here today. Happy to be here. I want to start with your background when you got into teaching. So why did you decide to become a teacher? I decided, it's kind of the cliche, I had a teacher that was awesome in high school. So I had a couple of teachers that went in high school, made me, uh, who were not only fantastic teachers, but also made me feel as though, I, you know, they made me feel loved and cared for and made it feel as though my voice mattered in the classroom and mattered in classrooms that had, you know, students, 25 or 30 students, so bigger class sizes. And, and they, they made me feel like my voice was unique and like I had a place in those spaces. So I wanted to become a teacher to not only teach content, but also to be able to make those connections with students and make sure students feel feel cared for and feel loved as they walk around our spaces. That's very, very sweet. And why did you settle on bilingual education specifically? Well, so I declared history and social science education when I came to ISU, so that history uh, was was my main teaching pursuit. But then I added English language arts because I really like words, and I don't know why. So I added English language arts, and then when I studied abroad in Panama City, Panama, in the spring of 2017, I had my classes that I was taking there, but I also was asked to teach ESL to um, native Panamanians who were Spanish speakers but were learning English. Um, so I taught ESL for the duration of that program and kind of fell in love with it and pursued um, the ESL bilingual teacher license in addition to English language arts and uh, history of social science. Wow, that is actually a very, very exciting origin story of sorts. So tell me about your relationship with language prior to that. How Did you grow up speaking multiple languages or what was that kind of like? No, I'm kind of... Uh, being a, a Mexican American, being a Chicano, I grew up learning English as my first language. So I'm I'm part of the the generation of Mexican and Hispanic Americans that whose parents may have been born here, but also just lost Spanish as a, a heritage language. So I, I I took Spanish all throughout high school and in college, and I learned most of my Spanish when I studied abroad. But I've always kind of had a love for words and a love for communication and, and a love for talking um, with with other people and and really wanted to kind of take those desires and passions for language and, and bring them into my classroom spaces. That's awesome. So you came here to community right after graduating, and this is your third year teaching. Why did you settle on Normal Community High School? I wouldn't say settle. I think this is a fantastic place. But it was uh, there was an ESL bilingual teacher job opening during the spring of 2020, like right before COVID hit. Um, so while I was still student teaching, I was asked if I wanted a tour of the building. I took a tour and I kind of fell in love with it because I did a few clinical observations um, in undergrad here and I always enjoyed coming here to observe. Uh, so I once I toured the space, they gave me an interview. I did the interview, walked out very nervous and was like, they're not going to call me back, but they did. And um, Trevor Chapman, the then principal of NCHS, offered me the job and I said yes. So here we are. That's awesome. We're glad to have you. That was a phenomenal decision they made. Um, moving on to your responsibilities as an ESL teacher here at Community. As an ESL teacher, you juggle several different roles. So would you walk me through your typical day? Sure. So... 
about half of my course load is consistent of co-talk classes. So they're classes that have English language learning students in them, but may also have general education students. So my first hour co-taught U.S. history with Mrs. Hawkins um, has about a 50-50 split. There's about 15 English language learning students and about 15 general education students. So I'm kind of the history ESL co-teacher since I have a background in history. So you'll also find me in room 13 co-teaching civics with Miss Baker and in room 8 co-teaching regional world studies with Mr. Cease. Um, I also have my own section of ESL level 2 that's kind of like a, a grammar class specific to level 2 English language learning students. So my, my classes are kind of all over the day, but then I also help run a variety of extracurriculars, as you know, mock trial and music technology, Hispanic heritage, and South Asian performing arts. Right, got it. And how many students are a part of the ESL program at Community? We currently have about 75 or so students that are identified as English language learning students that are receiving services, meaning they're in ESL-supported classes. So they have one of the four ESL teachers or one of the two ESL TAs in their classroom spaces. We also have a variety of English language learning students that don't receive services either because their parents, guardians, or caring adults refuse services um, or they just haven't been identified. Um, so it's kind of all over the board, but about 75 or so uh, is the number at NCHS that are currently receiving ESL services. And are a majority of these students Spanish speakers, native speakers? Y- Yes, a majority of these English language learning students are Spanish-speaking from a variety of different Spanish-speaking countries. We have students from Mexico, from Honduras, Guatemala, and Nicaragua. This year, we have a student from Ecuador, which is kind of cool. We also have a student from Colombia. We've had students from Colombia in the past. The second biggest ELL population linguistically would be our French speakers, or speakers um, from the Democratic Republic of the Congo who speak French and Lingala. Are there any other languages that are spoken? There are. Um, Vietnamese, uh, Chinese, and Japanese are kind of our next three big ones. Um, And then there's a variety of other languages throughout. And a lot of those other languages uh, usually may come in the form of our English language learning students who have refused services for whatever reasons. So how do you manage, I mean, that's a ton of different languages we you just mentioned. How do you manage all of them, especially given that you might not have a background in some of the languages that your students have? Well, the, the first thing is Google Translate, because you know I don't speak French. So I do rely heavily on Google Translate, which 10 years ago would have been a joke and something laughable, but now, um, given some pretty cool technologies that Google has implemented into its translation software, it's actually pretty nice. Uh, it'll translate whole documents fairly accurately, and when using Translate as a communications tool via the app, it'll, you can speak into it. It'll translate your voice to text pretty accurately, so you can do it pretty quickly. Um, but also just a lot of the teaching tools and the pedagogical tools that ESL teachers can use when teaching English language learning students, like using visuals whenever possible, embedding color into your activities and assignments. Um, Those work for any language speaker. So I'll rely heavily on on visuals and on color and on other sources to teach those speakers of different languages that I don't know. Got it. And now as an ESL teacher, you work very closely with your students or ELLs. Can you speak a little bit about the challenges that you see those students face at school that might be different from other students? Well, I think the the biggest challenge for our English language learning students would be living and learning in two worlds. So, you know, the, the general education student walks into the front doors of NCHS every morning speaking English and they will go to their classes speaking English, learning in English, and communicating in English, and that's fine. That's great. 
that's the norm. But for these students, their heritage language is Spanish or French or Vietnamese, Chinese, Japanese, Tagalog, what have you. But they're being asked to navigate English-speaking spaces. So we're asking them to live and to learn in two worlds. And I think sometimes there's a culture shock that comes with that that maybe we don't see as teachers. Um, so that, that I think is the, the biggest challenge for them is we not only ask them to learn our content across varying disciplines, but we ask them to do it in a language that is not native to them. That's a, it's a language that they're still learning. Definitely. And when it comes to this language barrier, how do you as a teacher, how are you able to still connect with your students when you have something as big as language in your way? I, especially with my, my French-speaking students that come across my classes, I will try and use French whenever I can, and it's comedic because I will butcher every French word that I say, um, and my students will laugh at it, but I think in that laughter, what they're seeing is me attempt to use their language to connect with them, and it establishes a, a better rapport and relationship with those students because um, I think they see that I'm trying and I think they see that I care um, even though it may be a funny interaction or I, you know, I said donut instead of hello <laughs> in French or what have you. That's hilarious. What other, are there any other memories that stand out during your time as a, or from your time as an ESL teacher? One of them was pretty recent. We were playing a review Jeopardy game and there were three teams and it was down to the last question and the team that was on the question with their whiteboard was writing the answer and they needed the hundred points to win the game. They put up their board with the right answer and someone across the room in another team pulls out an Uno reverse card and holds it high (laughs) in the air. And it was one of the funniest moments of my teaching career. But I think it, it reminded me that these are English language learning students they come from a variety of different contexts and cultures and languages and backgrounds, but they're also just students who are hilarious and who are insightful and intelligent and bright and smart and funny and all of these things that, you know, every student that walks into our spaces is. So it was a, a nice funny moment, but it was also a moment that reminded me that these are fantastic kids just like everyone else. And I want to know a little bit about how, your time as an ESL teacher, what sort of impact that's had on you? I think um, the impact that it's had on me is is getting to know that in some capacity, I'm able to help these students get through the day um, as a caring adult. So students walk into my classrooms knowing that it, they can be comfortable using their heritage languages to communicate when not being asked to engage in English and use English because, you know, we're teaching grammar and that's kind of the goal of the ESL English classroom. Um, But I think knowing that I can be a a caring adult in the building that they can rely on and go to for whatever they need, I I think that's, you know, it's making me stay in my ESL teaching position, and it it is a nice reminder of why I do the things that I do and why I'm here. That's awesome. Well, Mr. King, I know that you are a fairly young teacher here at Normal Community, but given your unique outlook and the unique experiences you have here at school and also the fact that you just received a very prestigious award. We wanted to ask you, what do you think it means to be an Ironman? Um, you know, I th- what does it mean to be an Ironman? That question we can talk about for like another 25 minutes. But I think it, it you know, it, it, it means to, to be a representative of not only Norwood Community High School and the values uh, and the beliefs and the morals and the ethics that we uphold as a school, but it also means to uphold those, those values and, and ethics from Unit 5. So I think it means to walk about our schools and our hallways and our classrooms with respect, with care, and, and, and you know, with a mindset that is we can always 
um, live and learn from one another and, and connect with each other across languages, across cultures, and across any of those barriers that might come with being from different backgrounds. Wow. Well, that was very, very well said. Thank you very much, Mr. King. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in once again to Ink Spill. We hope you enjoyed, and we hope you come back for our next episode. Yeah. <laughs>